I've always been different, you know? And so I guess seeing that at a young age and Crystal too, you know, we were our only friends growing up, you know, and mm. um, and growing up in, in the community that we grew up in, it's, it's very difficult because I was, I've never been the biggest dude. I've always had to, to protect my little sister in creative ways, you know what I mean? And so it wasn't like... <laughs> It wasn't like, like what, is, what does that look like? Tell me what that oh. looks like. Oh, please. Wait, yes, wait, yes. Wait, this wait, is wait, what wait, we wait. want. These, let, these let, me, the let me tell the want. story. Welcome, fam. This is Courtney Russell Jr. And I'm here with my co-host, Emily Brocker. Welcome to Humanize. We are two Americans with totally different backgrounds and life experiences. We're coming together on this podcast to dive right at the heart of the three things that shut down tough conversations about race, culture, power, and ego. The stories you are about to hear are meant to humanize those deeply involved in social justice. Welcome to the work, y'all. Let's get it. To do let's do it let's do it hey man season two season two reported live and in color well you can't see it because it's the podcast but we're here um so excited man we're here for another season man but this season we're gonna do things a little <laughs> we're gonna make sure that we're gonna we mix it up <laughs> we got to we got to this is the only way to do it we don't want we want to keep y'all on your feet you know what i'm saying so we're going to have more interviews with individuals as we walk towards liberation. Season one was more about Emily and I getting to learn each other, um, sharing our views, having our conversations. But um, we want to open that up to um, an audience, uh, make our audience a lot more wider. And with that, we're going to have an episode and then we're going to unpack the episode with the following episode. And so with this being season two, episode one, we have... An- <laughs> Oh, yo, I, I, I'm about to, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I can't even believe Who do we have today? Who do oh we have today? Oh, my God. In this corner, <laughs> we have, yo, Crystal Jones, a.k.a. Crystal Russell, a.k.a. my little sister, a.k.a. all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I'm so yes, excited, yes, man, to have you. My, my little sister, man, here. She's my heart. You know, um, she's come so far. I'm so proud. She is a CEO, the owner of Diamonds in the Rough. That agency is a residential program and day center program that helps individuals with special needs. She is the wife of Quinn Jones. My God, boy, you got to be proud, boy. And she's the mother of well, my nephews. I love them, guys. Quincy and Kimari Jones. She also has a podcast, so she has the essential training necessary to be on one of this caliber, you know? So she is... Uh, she she does her own thing, um, sex talk with Chris. Um, y'all need to check that out definitely. There she explores sexuality and relationships, and um, so I'm just proud, man. Crystal is is just Crystal. She's a boss. She's here, and um, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for being with us, Chris. Well, damn, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you got me feeling myself over here a little bit, you know? But, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I love that we're starting it off, keeping it in the family. I just, I love, love kicking it off that way. <laughs> awesome. What's it like for you, Courtney, to have your sister on your podcast? 
if 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 this was live and on like on TV, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> black men don't cry. You know what I'm saying? Lord, shut up. Shut I'm about up. to shed a tear, man. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to shed a tear, man. Seriously, it's like um, just knowing where we come from, knowing um, the platform that we're gaining right now and um, using our voice to raise awareness, just given who we are, you know? Um, so to see and to know that she's on something that I created is powerful for me, you know? And um, yeah. yeah, I'm almost speechless. That's crazy. That's, that's you know, crazy. Like, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I said, I said, hey, hey, relax. I said, I said, I'm almost, almost speechless. Almost. You know what I mean? Almost. I'll, I'll, I'll figure something out quick. <laughs> <laughs> You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Oh man. Well, I am so excited to have Crystal on. We had, you know, we talked to our guests before our recording episode and it was just so fun to see the two of you going back and forth and bantering and getting to learn about Crystal and really excited to go deeper into that today. So we are going to talk today about, we're going to talk about the shoulds, the idea of what people should be doing. And let me let me set this up as this as this really does relate to social justice. So there are so many different layers in the idea of liberation, right? So like one way to define it is like to set someone free from oppression. And that's one concept of liberation. Another way to think about it is to be set free from limiting thoughts and beliefs and behaviors. And in season one, we focused a lot on systematic liberation. We talked a lot about politics and systematic racism. And today we're going to hear and kind of explore this idea of individual liberation, which means not focusing on the shoulds that you hear from society, but rather aligning with your core values. And this is something that we all have to navigate, I would have to say. And it turns out that this is something that the Russell family is amazing at doing. And we all need to learn from both of you on this. <laughs> I know I do. I know I come up against these points where I'm like, I should be this way, but I want to be aligned with these core values. And there's, there's, I think there's some really, um, I'm just excited to learn from you. So Crystal, I'm going to start hearing from you. And I'm just curious, take, take me back in time. How did your, how did your parents teach you to, to not focus on the shoulds, but to really focus on your values? I don't even think it was, let me allow or put crystal or try to make crystal be this person because, you know, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. I mean, I, if I'm not saying it right, forgive me, but my parents realized early on that Crystal is going to be Crystal, period. <laughs> From second, third grade, if I am going to be me. And so because of that, they came with a lot of stressors. They came with a lot of things. I remember um, being in a choir and the parents of some of the kids in the choir went to my mom and asked her to take me out of the choir because they thought I was a bad <laughs> influence. No. You see what I'm saying? Um, oh, no. And my brother is very different than me that he was not as vocal as I was where I would, where, where Courtney would say, yes, sir. No, sir. I'm like, just looking at him, not saying shit, you know, and I want to say, fuck you so bad, but I can't cause I'm a kid, you know? So 
it, we were just, we were very different. And it, I, my mom always would tell me, I said, you know, you treat Courtney different than me. No, I don't. I love you guys the same. I just have to raise you guys different because you're different people. So because of that, that was kind of the growing thread. It wasn't, Hey, Crystal, this is Monday. We're going to teach you how to not be like that. It wasn't like that. It was just, they realized who I was and they couldn't put me in a box. So they didn't even try to put me in a box. And mm-hmm. that's the best way to express that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you don't have shit, you get cre- real creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you don't have shit, you get really creative. And so that is the driving thread for the Russell family. I remember my mm-hmm. dad going to sleep with us going to sleep. He not home. Us waking up. He not home. He been home, but he has to get up, you know, really early to go to work. And he comes home really late. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that what my father was doing at that time was going to be the the nucleus of what I have going on right now. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those things. Like, you're like, oh, my goodness, this is my life. And so we just continued on that. And that's how this happened. <laughs> 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 How this whole thing happened. Yes, with this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. Like, do you see people really struggling with navigating those shoulds? Like, oh yes, and, and oh, not yes. like how do you how do you, how would you like tease out? I don't know, maybe like the, the internal skills or determination or orientation that it takes to consistently just align with your values and align with who you are versus who society thinks you should be. I think people get it very twisted. People feel that these ch- imaginary checklists mean something and they don't. And they're not wrong. They just don't have, you know, they, they, they don't have the tools necessary to navigate through that successfully without those shoulds, because those shoulds give them purpose. Those shoulds allow them to say, okay, so I'm going to look for a job that is making at least this because I should be driving this car or I should be living in this home. For mm-hmm. me, it was, this is what I have to do. This is what I'm going to do. I ain't really set up to be nobody damn employee. I'm the worst fucking employee ever. You don't want me as your employee because I'm going to ask you questions for your stupid ass policies. Policies and practice much must match. You see what I'm saying? Right, um, politics right. doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck about what you drive? I care about what you bring to this table and that we're mm-hmm. all solidified in where we are. The team I have right now, I don't babysit them. I don't have time to babysit them. I just want everybody to be strong enough to do what they have to do. So I don't even, even when it comes to people, when it comes to employment, I don't look for people that should do this. I just want you to do that because this is what needs to happen, not because it should happen. You see, just taking it deeper than that. And that so people get, again, for some people, the should gives people purpose. They don't know what the hell they're doing out here. They just wake up every goddamn day like, you know what? Here I am again. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. I need somebody to guide me. Then they turn on the TV and, you know, Love and Hip Hop tells them what kind of dude to get. Then um, mm-hmm. the People magazine tells them what kind of shoes to wear. Pinterest tells them what to say to their guy. You know, it, they, they're mm-hmm. leading things everywhere. So you as a person have to say, you know what, let me turn all that off and really soak into who I am. Let me check into who I am. So now that I can, I can bring me to the forefront, not with shoulds, but this is who I am. Nothing is navigating that. Nothing is, is steering that, but me. And that is where people go wrong. That's usually it. But it's hard though. It's really hard. 
well, you know, I ain't even, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I didn't even know you could, you could talk so well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, you're making, you make, you're making me, making me proud of you. Courtney's just going to be crying the whole time. The whole time. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Speaking, speaking about like, like purpose, Chris, you know what I'm saying? We have um, a lot of conversations, a lot of times about you being a woman, you being a black woman and you being someone that has to be, even if it's possible, better than me. I don't know if that's possible, but you know, like you have to strive to always be the best and whatever you do, what is purpose for you? You know, like what, what does that mean for you? Purpose for me is putting things out here that resonate growth, that resonate power in terms of being powerful enough to change the climate of something that, you know, deemed to, to be doomed. And For me, purpose is giving others the opportunity to be where I am right now. Nothing is different for me than any other chick out here. You know, like if I was talking to chicks on the street, I would tell them the same thing. I remember being that chick on the street. I remember being that that gutter chick out here and just thinking life is something else that is not. And realizing It's something about me that is different. I make people uncomfortable, not because I'm trying to, I'm just being me. Mm -hmm. The lack in others brings out stuff for them in regards to me. So if you're not cool with how you are or how you feel, me coming around being this bubbly social person and talking shit to people and all of that, that pisses people off. You'd be amazed how many people don't even like me. And I'm like, damn, I don't even know you. Like what? But Mm -hmm. I have to continue moving forward because it's not about that at all. It's really about, again, trying to transcend something that is about growth. Because imagine pouring into people and then you seeing the same light that they are seeing in you and you're seeing that in them. And that's going to the next person, then going to the next person, then going to the next. Now we just living in a society that we're all about growth, all about good vibes, all about what can we do to get to this next level? And if we ain't doing that, what the fuck do I need to do to change that shit? That is the difference between me and another motherfucker out here. I'm just not that chick. I am so much more than just a CEO. I'm so much more than just this and that. I'm damn crystal. And at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that my people, my family, my employees, my contractors, everybody surrounding me is able to feel that energy and then they can take it to that next person too. So that's that's my purpose. I'm really struck by listening to you. It's making me think of something that we talked about a couple episodes ago in in season one. I think it may have been episode seven. Something that I was really struggling with in kind of taking a stance by doing this podcast and really putting my voice out there and not being kind of wishy-washy about my opinions. (laughs) I was I I struggle with like offending people, of of people getting mad at me, people rejecting me, people pushing me away. And I was just struck in what you were saying by like, you know, there's just people that don't like me and that's fine. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of wondering like where, where race comes into that, that conversation. And I know that I have been taught as, um, and I can't speak, I can't speak for where the conditioning is coming from. I I've been taught in my life 
to be a good person, to be polite, to be nice, you know, all of these things, which seem like good values, but when it's act when it actually plays out, it is not benefiting me. And it's not benefiting society. Like, you know, you're talking about people, everyone just needs to like align with their values and, and bring their full selves. And that's like, that is biological diversity, right? Is like, if each living being brings its full potential, then we know looking at nature that that's, that's, that's how it works. We, we can't have clones. We can't have Correct. animals cloning themselves. We can't have plants cloning themselves because we won't have biological diversity. And yet in society, we're, we're taught this thing of like, be in the mold, you know, do things the same as everyone else. Um, right. You know, for some reason, this example is coming to mind. Of, <laughs> I remember in the 80s when everybody was like rolling the bottom of their jeans and then people stopped rolling the bottom of their jeans. The, the style shifted. And I remember being like, oh, I will never not roll the bottom of my jeans. And then, of course, <laughs> you know, a year later, I haven't <laughs> rolled the bottom of my jeans since <laughs> right. the 80s. Right. But it's like, I don't know if we know that the best way for nature to be the best way for society to be is to have everyone bringing that full potential and being different. And yet we live in a culture where conformity is, is emphasized and being the same but, and being good, you know? So yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, in my opinion, the reason why people are so much, they would run to conformity before they run to individuality is because being different comes with a cost. It ain't easy. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not. You got to have some pretty thick skin, a brother named Courtney, a daddy hey, named yo. Courtney Sr., <laughs> a mother named Sheila Russell. Like it's, it's rough. It's rough. It sucks when people, when you have so many people not like you, you get comfortable with people not liking you. You see what I'm saying? And for me, I'm just like, girl, please. As long as I know I didn't do no shit to you, as long as I know that I can go to sleep at night, I don't give a fuck if you mm -hmm. like me. Mm -hmm. And that's for and look, and that's for family members too. I got some family members that have burned me. And it's not that they burned me, it's the way they burned me and they left me out to dry and they left me out to die and not be successful. And I keep telling people, you can't come to me. As many things as this agency has been through and I'm still standing, this ain't my program. This ain't my daddy program. This ain't my brother, my mom. No, this is God's program. So you could do whatever you want to me. You're not going to succeed. So I don't really worry about that. Mm. But being different comes at a cost. It's not something that you can, it's almost like I look at being different as I look at a successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Successful entrepreneurs have limited friends. They have limited free time. In the mm -hmm. initial stages, you know, you're very, you know, you're very cautious or you should be very cautious about the things that are moving around you. You get very good at standing alone by yourself because sometimes people have to see things to believe them or see a part of something to say, okay, I'll buy in. Entrepreneurs don't think that way. We see it up here and we're like, fuck it, I'm going for it. That's it. <laughs> it don't matter if you have a line of people. You could just have one motherfucker and 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 a little J on the side of the street. And you're like, yes, I got it. And you go keep going. Like, you know what? Yes. Yes. Nobody sees it but you. 
So being different yeah. is not something that people are like, yeah, I'm going to be different. I'm going to stand out here on my own. That takes guts and strength. And everybody does not have that. People are scared of that shit. That's why this stupid ass stuff like sagging and all of that dumb shit go gets, gets you know, play. That's why sagging. some of these rappers yeah. Okay, sagging. You never <laughs> see. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Okay. You're good. Um, <laughs> you, okay. When is the last time you've been around like a group of black people? Not I haven't not, been around a group of people in a year. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Okay. Well, <laughs> have you seen have you seen pants that hang lower than the waistline? Oh yes, for sure. For sure. Yes. That's and what you're talking ass, about. And their ass oh, yeah, yeah. is hanging out okay. with only the the their brief and their the, oh, the yeah. skin to, to to separate it. Yes, that's that stupid shit. Okay. You see, I just so, yeah, okay. I've yeah. definitely seen that. <laughs> I just yes. want to make sure yes. we're talking yes. about the same yes. thing. Yes, we are. <laughs> so rappers do that now, society does that. Then you do yeah. you have these, you know, these finger-like eyelashes, and they <laughs> like to wear that, the ones that dangle in the wind and shit. Uh, they um, <laughs> okay. Megan the Stallion wears that shit. Everybody's wearing it now. I'm right. Like I wanted to ask the girl, like, girl, can you see? Like, no. can you see anything? Like, no. And like, I do you have hip problems from keeping girl, those pants up? <laughs> I just listen, listen, listen. And I sound like a geriatric saying that, like, up your pants, you know. But it's so annoying. And That's the crazy funny. thing is, none of them take the time to see where these things came from. The sagging mm-hmm. of the pants came from prison when dudes would uh, tell people that they would don't mind another penis going into their bottom. They would they would show that in jail. Oh my gosh! And you're then kidding. that's how that that's exactly how it happened. So no. oh my yes, gosh! I'm dead serious, dead serious. And so now when they're out here, these little boys are walking around here thinking they're so macho, while the rest of society's looking at them. Look at this dummy! Look at this dummy! And I had to tell people, I am black. I am black. But it's some black boys. You come by me. I'm I'm really clutching my purse. You look like a criminal, you know. Mm-hmm. But you and I can say that, and mm-hmm. it's it. I don't think it's fair that you can't say that. But it, it's the truth. You see what I'm saying? You you yeah. should be scared just like me. Not because mm-hmm. our skin is different, but that's just what it is. But society has made it so acceptable, and society has made these dumbass women so acceptable that the size of your ass is bigger than or more important than the mm. size of your brain. You yeah. know, like it's just, it, it's just different. So my brother and I talk a lot about these <laughs> different things. We've had very hard conversations and I've had to, you know, be like, uh-uh, I'm standing for this. This is not happening. This is not correct. My brother has had to come later. I'll be like, yeah, you, you was right. You was right. You was right. But again, being different and standing by myself is something that I don't mind doing. And my daddy says it all the time when we all mad at him. I don't mind standing by myself. That's all right. I don't care. That's where we get it from. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I oh, I love that. I so one thing that I picked up, what you said though, Crystal, is like there is this discomfort of of standing by yourself that you have gotten used to. And you're like, yes, right. that's part of it. And you also said that you had this family around you that was supporting you in that. Courtney, can you tell me about like, I don't know, that just speaks to me of like, in standing by yourself, you you have this protective, you know, I don't know if it's role models, like what was happening there as that family was around you? Like, can you take me into moments of like where you supported each other 
standing on, on your own and, and being different. What was a moment of that? For me, it's just, I've always been different, you know? And so I guess seeing that at a young age and Crystal too, you know, we were our only friends growing up, you know, and mm. um, I'm growing up in, in the community that we grew up in. It's, it's very difficult because I was, I've never been the biggest dude. I've always had to, to protect my little sister in creative ways. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like what, is, what does that look like? Tell me what that oh, looks like. Oh, please. Yes, wait, yes. Wait, wait, this wait, is wait, what we want. Let me tell the story. So let me take you back. I'm going to take you right. back. Oh, my God. I'm going to take you back. Hi, Emily. Emily. I found the story. <laughs> now, let me take you back to, like, the early 90s. Okay. okay. What? Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. It was the early 90s. We were walking down. First off, we were latchkey kids. Okay. And we're walking down the street. We are in East Atlanta. Boulder Crest. And uh, we're literally in our uniforms. I have on my little sweater. My brother has on his tie. These Coke bottle ass glasses that were thick as shit. And (laughs) this dude walks up to us with a knife in his hand and goes, give me your money. Give me all your money. My brother look at me. I look at him. Courtney looks at this man with a knife in his hand and goes, my Jesus wouldn't like that. I looked at this motherfucker like, we are about to die today. What? I looked at him like, really? That's all you got to say? Like the robber, listen, the robber looks at us in pity now, okay? He's He's like, I gotta give you money. Right. He shakes his head and walks away. No. to this day, Courtney looks at me and goes, we ain't get robbed that day, did we, though? We ain't get robbed oh my that God. day. <laughs> shit. Now, that, was gangster. that, that shit was gangster. That was gangster. What you talking about? That was gangster. What you talking about? Shoot. Like, I, 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 was, I was triple O-G-O-G-O-G O-G O-G that day. What you mean? <laughs> what you Courtney, mean? Courtney, listen. <laughs> You ever seen you ever seen um, Kevin Hart stand up when he flapped his damn jacket and shit? That was Courtney walking back to the house, just flapping his like flapping his blazer, like <laughs> right, right, right. Touch me, uh-huh. yeah, the collar. Touch me, goddamn it. We good. You see how I got us out of that shit? I think you're like that man could have stabbed us in the damn jugular. Okay, what are you talking about? Hey, I, was, I, hey. I could not believe that happened. Hey. I said, "Oh my god, I can't hey. believe that." Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I mean. Yes. This is our thug. This is our 2021 thug. That's what they grow up into, right there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my hey, I believe in living the <laughs> living to fight another day. See what for you know. Yeah. Clearly, so, clearly, so we here, clearly. we here now. Nah, man, just you know, it, it, it's the environment makes you creative. We always say poverty makes you right. creative, and and mm-hmm. poverty puts you in a situation where you can think outside the box, and you have to think yeah. quickly. You know, and mm. me looking in the mirror in the morning, seeing that I'm not Mike Tyson, I'm going to say, you know what? I may have to use this big ass head of mine to get out these situations. Right. You know? right. <laughs> and so, and, and that, that was just what it was. I mean, that was many like that, you know, and, and when me and Crystal playing, I'm a, and we're going to fight. Oh, we going to war. But at the end of the day, if, if we're going out here as someone else, I, it's time for me to die because that's, that's my family. And so that's mm-hmm. how people of color, we, 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 we should move. And 
And now as we look, moving towards liberation and where we have to incorporate all cultures and all ethnicities, we should be willing to die for what's right, no matter the color of your skin. You know, if we align in the views and we align towards liberation, it shouldn't be a second thought about raising awareness towards um, liberatory thought, equity, inclusion. You know, if, if you're doing or saying or, or acting in a way that's going to perpetuate white supremacy, we're all family and that should be egregious to us all. And we should use whatever means necessary to make sure that the person who's being oppressed can walk away and live to fight another day. You know, and so I guess not even not even knowing that I was being trained to start to think that way, uh, it just start on the streets of Atlanta and just making sure that I can always use my mind to make me bigger than I actually was physically. And and so this is what it looks like today. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I feel as though being a leader doesn't mean that I'm better than, you know, like. Whether she wants to, Kristen wants to admit or not, she follows my lead. You know, I, I, I look at certain things she does and, and I emulate that too. And leaders are not afraid to be in the same room together. In fact, right. a leader, a true leader mm-hmm. should, should be in the room with another leader and respect right. the leadership that they bring in. And if yeah. you do that, it, it's, 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 it's all, it's, it's good, man. Right? Like, why would mm-hmm. I be in so insecure and so audacious right. to think that I'm the only one that can do something well? That's actually if if we're both trying to go go somewhere and drive this car, I need a nap. I need you right. to take me. I need I need right. to go to sleep. I shouldn't be the only one driving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that is is how we were raised and not even knowing that we were being raised. Like anybody mm-hmm. who knows me and my father, we just right now starting to get back good. Like that's that's my ace right now. And then in both the streams of my life, that was everything I knew. It was in the middle that it got clouded because he is such an entrepreneur that if you're not on his doing his vision, like you're wrong, you know, and I had to appreciate the vision that he had by any means necessary. And he was even willing to say, you know what, you do what you got to do. I'm going to continue doing what I got to do. And hopefully, eventually we'll realign again. He never strayed from what he believed in. And that type of focus is what. I had to have to to do what I do. Good days, bad days, people talking shit, like even your own family looking at you crazy, like, bro, what are you doing? No, I got it from my father. What I got from my mother was God is good, you know, um, love everyone and make sure that you treat everyone as 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 you would want to be treated. And both of that, the the mesh and the mixing of both of those personalities is what I am right now. You know, Crystal leans more towards the my, my father, you know, like, I really don't care what you're talking about. This is what I'm doing, you know. And once you get to know Crystal, then she'll start leaning towards my mother. But out the gate, oh, Crystal is Courtney's daughter. Day what? Like, that's not even a question. You know, so we are being Crystal a lot alike, but we're also a lot different. And that is what kind of brings the, the spice to what we do. Um, we don't agree a lot. And those disagreements lead to great conversations. It leads to situations where we feel empowered to continue to do what we do. Yeah, I mean, this conversation about shoulds as it relates to social justice, I don't think it's all like always exactly clear how they interrelate, but I do feel like there's a um 
there's a piece related to race that that came up when we were having our initial conversation together that I want to bring up again. And, and Crystal, I'm curious to hear you talk about this. One thing that you said when we were talking before was shoulds for whites and shoulds for blacks are not even comparable. And the what should is, is really different depending on where you're sitting. And I'm wondering if you can just extrapolate on that a little bit and tell us, um, you know, what you've seen and what you think about that. I was in class one day and I heard a lady express something and she, she was Caucasian and she said, you know, when it comes to Caucasians, we, we marry safe, we make safe decisions, we make sure that we are choosing something that is going to, you know, either pay off later or just comfortable. Mm-hmm. And for some Black women, I would say, that when it comes to certain things, we, we, I can't even say we, cause it's not, it's not a group. I don't think, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think, I think for some things it's black and white. Um, but mm-hmm. for some, I think it's just a people thing. Um, when you're talking about sexual things or sexuality, if you're a, just a very mm, kind of person, like, you know, you don't really talk about that, this and that, that's one thing. But if you're just, you know, you're okay with yourself and another black person. Okay. With you. I definitely feel like Caucasian people are much more liberated to feel as though they can, you know, express themselves and say, Hey, this is what I like. This is what I, you know, this is what I want to do. This is, I, this is just it because they feel as though that they can say that with no judgment, no, nothing. They're not really worried about that. That's just, that's their living in that moment. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of in hearing you say that this is um, like, I think in terms of the act, the the topic of sexuality, which is something that you focus on in your podcast and in your work. I think that, you know, be, like, based on backgrounds, like people may be more or less comfortable talking about sexuality. But if they are more comfortable with that topic, I would definitely, I have experienced and, and again, it's so hard to know if this is related to race, but it feels like it's related to race. I have an assu- like an assumption of safety in groups to speak my mind. Like when I enter a group, I'm not really like I'll, I may read the room a little bit, but like I feel like I can just like put my voice out there and I don't have to think about it that much. And I've just noticed um, that in order of like navigating that group space, like I just wonder how much it is an assumption of like, I'm safe, I'm safe to say whatever I want is a common thread. Like not particularly on the topic of sexuality, but just like putting it forth. For me, I mean, me individually, no, I don't feel safe to say things in a group because I offend people. And I've learned Uh that the hard way is sometimes my sexuality offends people. You know, I might just, you know, my God, Crystal, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but you thinking it, you know, so is it, it's just, I just say what people think and and uh-huh. that has gotten me to a lot of trouble. So I just, I've learned now to shut up and just, you know, take um, notice of who's in the room and all of that and kind of, you know, especially if it's my first time. Now, if I get a vibe that you're kind of like me, then yeah, I'm going to say what I want to say. But if it's mm-hmm. like they're pinned lips, no, I'm not going to say shit. I'm just, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to drink my drink. I'm going to go in my phone and stay in my safe zone. 
see the, the thing about um the system of oppression and all the systems that it, ha- it has created has conditioned the oppressed to always search for safety even in the midst of the the most egregious things you know what i'm saying so like now generations later and and years later and centuries later we're still having to always navigate in a safe way because it can cost us our life you know and mm-hmm. so if you we're talking about police brutality you know um if you get pulled over by the police especially as a black man you know crystal is raising two two black sons you know and Mm -hmm. so understanding the dynamics that are working there you have to be safe so for the most part we're not raising especially sons to say hey officer i know my fucking rights get the fuck out of here what and it's funny you say that it's funny you say that because i gave my oldest 12 year old Kumari a book to read and it's called Civil Rights. Now <laughs> I let him read the book. He comes downstairs. Mom, you know when the police stop me I don't have to tell him anything. That is my civil rights. I said look boy you better shut the hell up. Yeah. You better not tell. You tell them exactly what the hell they want to know. You want to talk about mm-hmm. it later? We can talk about it when you get home. But if you sit up there and tell them that you don't have to do that, oh, my dear heart, you're going to get shot in the face. And that's what oh I told God, him. Sorry. Really, it does, mm-hmm. that's exactly that's exactly what I told him, because I need him to understand this is real out here. You know, the choices and decisions you make. And I had to tell him, I said, honey, you are not a white boy. You're not. You are not. You are a black boy and you're already a little big. So you already going to be pinged as aggressive. You're already going to be pinged as, oh, my God, what is he going to do to me? When they talk to you, you sit still. You don't move unless they tell you you can move. And I and that's sad that I have to tell my son that. But that's the it's reality. Incredibly sad. It. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But that's yeah. just what it is. I've, I've had I've had the experience of my husband <laughs> riding down the street, flick something out of the car. The police pulls him over. The police pulls him over and then pings him with DUI after nothing. He refused to blow and he's and he wouldn't get out the car because he was scared. Two, I guess he asked him enough times. He pulls his taser out, put it to his side, get out the car right now. So now my husband's getting out the car and I'm thinking like, please don't shoot him. Just don't shoot him. And it, 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 this is real for us. And I had to tell the attorney, you know, in the, in the police station that I said, listen, cause it was, an, it was, a, it was so funny. Cause it was a white girl across. We were sitting there. It was a white girl. She was so, she was talking to the officers. He was all kind of this and that. Fuck you. All kind of shit. And she's sitting there looking. I looked at her. They played her video in court. And I said, really? Really? My husband couldn't dare have a banter like that with a police officer. Are you crazy? Mm. And she and this was like her third time. You see what I'm saying? So it's just different for us. It's very different. And it and it raises it raises these emotions because you're like, damn. We 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 it's a God out here, it's a whole universe out here that is out here supposed to protect us and and my mm. people can just get just gunned down and nobody has shit to say about that. Mm-hmm. nobody nobody gets punished nobody so it's just to the point now you just like well this is just how it is and it yeah. shouldn't be like that but that's just what it is mm-hmm. so yeah when you said that book i was like huh kumar was like he looked so sad like the stuff in the book isn't real i said yeah it's real laws but it's when i said when it's you and the officer 
He is your judge. He is your executioner. He is everybody until you get home. And then we could deal with it. You make it home. And that's what I teach my kids to do what they have to do to make it home. Period. Yeah. See, and then that's the thing that infuriates me about a should how we should listen, how we should adhere, how we should um, move is keeping in the, in the, um, that's this thread going of should and should not. We, we're looked upon as, as entertainment. So we should go play a sport. We should become entertainers because we're, we're good. Now, when you want to branch out, because again, there's nothing, if that's what your passion it is, definitely let's play ball. Let's sing, let's entertain. You know what I mean? If that's what you're passionate Mm -hmm. about, let's do that. But when you say things like, yo, I want to be a business owner or I want to be something that is not aligning with the should that should be for people of color, it starts to it starts to ruffle the, the white supremacist feathers a little bit, you know. And so this this word of should is, is such a, a safe thing for us mm-hmm. because we have to come back home to our family where we have safe, where we have community. But while we outside, it's like we have to wear two faces, you know? And yeah, navigating the code switching of like. Yeah, yeah. And and when you want to be audacious and start to think like, you know what? What does professionalism look like? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to, 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 to swear a lot, but you are at the top of your game and, you, and, you're, and you're doing what you do, you know? wearing a suit and tie, not wearing sneakers, you know, or, 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 or living in this certain area. It's just so many shoulds that people of color have to navigate and have to learn along with the things they have to actually have to learn from a day to day. So it, it can be, it's very tiring living in a world of shoulds. And when you break that, now you're one of the, you're the different, oh, you, oh, you're a good one. Or you're, 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 we can see not all black people are like, look, we have a black president. Oh, we have a person who, so now white supremacy doesn't exist. Racism mm-hmm. doesn't exist, you know, because you see the one outlier or you see the person who was brave enough and audacious enough to think outside the box. We have a whole lot of Barack Obamas in the hood. We got a whole lot of Michael Jordans in the hood. We have a whole lot of, of black, b- brilliant, people in the hood who are just waiting for that one time but because of a suppressive system not everyone is 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 given the right and the ability to fulfill a dream that they may have because of shoulds and how we have to move in the society that we live in today so that's i'm sorry like i, I just had to say that you know because we're, we're on a podcast of shits today and 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 crystal is is living a life of i i hear you but I'm not going to adhere to that. I'm going to do what I want to do. And some people don't like it. I at times don't like it, but you got to respect it. So, yeah. 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 So Crystal, it seems like you're tasked with like, in terms of teaching your kids, you're both teaching them to like in that setting, you have to, to watch out for your safety and you should do certain things. And then also to, follow your values and, and be different and stand up on your own. So you have like, you're kind of needing to teach them both of those things, or or I guess it's what Courtney said, like navigating in between those, those two and knowing when you can just speak your mind and be your true self. And then, well, I always speak my mind and I'll always be my true self. It's just that 
sometimes you have to learn some somebody especially um like myself has to learn that sometimes it's it's important just to be quiet it's important to allow others to shine allow mm-hmm. cuz what i've noticed is when i come in i can take over the room in a matter of seconds it doesn't take long at all and i don't want to be this person that when I come, other people' lights are just kind of snuffed out because, you mm-hmm. know, a chick is shining so bright. No, I'm just, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but you, you, I want, I want people to feel comfortable in their own skin. Now it's not my job to, you know, to make that come true for you. But at the same time, I don't want to yeah. be a bear like, oh shit, here come Crystal. You know, mm-hmm. she don't take over the conversation. I don't want it to be like that. So I've had to teach myself like the power of shutting the fuck up, you know, mm-hmm. and just, and allowing others, you know, to do their thing and, and, and it strengthen that. But some people think it, it it's weakness and, you know, I got to show, you don't have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. what's, what's understood does not need to be spoken. It does mm-hmm. not, you mm-hmm. know, so it, it's that, learning that strength does not always take this aggression, this oomph approach is sometimes a strength and just, you know, piping down, being quiet and, and just, you know, and then when you do that, sometimes you, you, you learn and you grow if you're around the right group of people. Cause you know, when you're, when you're talking, you're not, you're not listening to what other people are saying. People are listening mm-hmm. to you. And when you are able to be quiet, you can hear from other people. You can learn things from other people. You can get um, golden nuggets, um, mental nuggets from people and utilize them and, and um, apply them in your own life. So, you know, that that goes to not being the smartest person in your circle, because if mm-hmm. you are, you need a new circle. <laughs> Who the hell want to learn from themselves? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I- I think as we and and you can tell me to shut the fuck up. But I think as we getting ready to, to to wrap it up, you know, I think I want to know about your business. I mean, I know about it obviously, but I want the world to know about Diamonds in the Rough, you know, and okay. your po- and your podcast as well. So let's- yeah, tell us. Okay, so I'll start with Diamonds in the Rough. Um, Diamonds in the Rough came from the name came from um, at the time I was in and out of jail you know, doing my thug fizzle. And um, a teacher gave an assignment to write a business, write about a business and name it. And at the time, I felt like I was very misunderstood. I felt like people just saw me as this angry girl from ATL. And I'm not that, but don't fucking try me. You see what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's the result of that. So I wrote the paper and the name of the business was Diamonds in the Rough, because as I said, I felt very misunderstood. I felt like I just needed a little bit of, you know, dusting off and shaking off and, and mm-hmm. rubbing off, you know, that's what I felt like. And, um, I always knew there was something about me. And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to go for this motherfucker. I just kept saying it. And I said, okay. So I graduated as a social worker and I moved to Atlanta, back to Atlanta with my hubby and well, my boyfriend at the time. Um, and so my dad already had individuals and we decided he had them and then they came over to Diamonds in the Rough. What do you mean so, he had individuals? He, oh, I'm sorry. He had individuals <laughs> that lived in his in, um that lived 
in our homes and he took care of them. And that when you hear um, usually people say individuals and they're not talking about just a person, they're talking about people with special needs. Um, so there we call them individuals. We really don't call them clients, but we call them individuals. Mm. Um, so he had um, uh, about nine individuals and my brother and I was raised with them. And like literally so took, in your home. Yes. Yes. Mm. In our oh, home. Wow. So our house wasn't the house our homeboys and homegirls is coming to kick it. You don't want that because, uh, you know, we uh, got special needs people in here and they turning up. <laughs> they ready. Okay. It was a lot of fun at our house, but um, it was just us. So mm-hmm. that is how that happened. And then we said, you know what, let's become providers. So we came providers and becoming a provider is like when you go to the doctor and your doctor is takes your, say you have Medicaid and he takes your Medicaid card and. It's like that. The state gives special needs persons a group of money in different facets. So a day center to go to a day center, to live in homes, to have a social worker follow them, all of those different things. And so what we have done is we get homes and we take care of them like our own. A lot of those individuals we were raised with. So for us, it is in our blood. It's very different because my individuals get to do what they want to do. You want to go get a tattoo? Okay. I had one that wanted to have a baby. I got the little fake baby that cries in the middle of the night. Oh, she only wanted to be a mother for about a good two weeks. And that was over with. <laughs> I was fake like, no, baby that cries in the yes, middle of the night. Yes, oh my yes, gosh. Yes, I yes, never heard girl, of that. Listen, it is, a, it's real. It, I, we got, we did, we got baby stuff. We went baby clothes shopping, all Aww. of that. Uh-huh. So oh, hell. Oh, hell. Girl, bye. No, no, ma'am. No, 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 no. She is special needs. She, she is not able to take care of herself. You have no business having no chilling. So somebody else can take care of your babies too. No, ma'am. We're not supporting that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we, she, we, after that, she didn't want any more children that was out the window. So for us, it is about teaching them skills that they can learn other places because if they're, if they leave for me, I want them to be able to stand out here beyond mm-hmm. their disability and really understand that people don't care that you have a disability. You have to show up and do what you have to do, period. So that's Diamonds in the Rough. I love it so much. It is my blood. It is everything oh, for me. I love that. And then I have my sex pod. <laughs> so uh, the Courtney's going to plug his ears listen, right now. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, I tell uh, people all the time, if I could have, if I could have redone like my early twenties, I would have loved to be an escort. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm being very honest with you. Wait a minute. Podcast over. I would have loved to do it. So I love uh, I love talking about sex. I love doing talking, you know, talking about it to people. I love addressing certain things and unraveling things and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so instead of being the really weird lady that just talks about sex randomly, I said, let me go get my <laughs> focus sex. your energy. <laughs> yeah. Let me <laughs> let me go get my um certification. So that's what I'm doing now. And so what I've found is when I do my podcast and I'm doing my research and I'm doing, you know, making the examples and all these other things and doing the exercise, it really resonates the material with me. And I'm able to really um, just soak it in and be able, because, you know, one day I'm going to work with clients. So I want to be able to verbalize certain things. So yeah, Mm -hmm, that's what mm -hmm. it is. It's very sexy. It's very, you know, Hello, how are you? You know, it's very much like that. It's super dope. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
Don't do that. You know, gotta send over the defibrillators, Courtney. I, I, I give good advice. I give good advice, but you know it. So stop it. Don't do that. Oh, I love it. I love it. I can't wait to listen. No, Emily, don't get corrupted. No. <laughs> I want to hear what she has to say. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yes, 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 yes. So please oh my subscribe goodness. and let me yep. know how you feel. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. The name of, course. of it is. Sex Talk with Chris. Chris is spelled K-H-R-Y-S. Thank you. <laughs> She's going into the zone. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so, so much for being on today. I can tell you, like, I am I am so inspired by both of you and your family. When COVID is over, I'm going to Atlanta to hang out with your parents because they're just amazing, Yay. amazing people. And like, just... The story, like, I love the closeness of your family too. You know, we've had podcasts interrupt. We had to stop because Courtney's mom needed to just check on him. I'm like, I would just turn off the phone, you know? And like, but he's like, no, they got a Caribbean parents. They got it. Like, I love that. We have. Cause she's going to call me. She's like, Crystal, have you talked to Courtney today? (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love that closeness and what you all have done for each other and, and protected. I love the image of you protecting each other, just being yourselves. That is so beautiful. And we've so much to learn from it. And as we all kind of forge ahead in, in social justice, it's really inspiring to align with your values and to, you know, we talk about discomfort and conversations, but also like just the discomfort of being different and like, like choosing your values over the shoulds is really important in this work. And so thank you for yeah. bringing that angle today. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a good conversation to the end. Um, I feel kind of comfortable <laughs> and uh, I don't even know how to end it. Uh, Listen, it's not sex with you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't even bring it into the room. We live. People hear this shit, man. Yo, what are you talking about right now? Yo, be be easy. Be easy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we're cutting this off before we go. Okay, (laughs) okay. Yes, I'm sorry. I I lost track. I lost track. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. Human eyes. Much love. Peace. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Humanize. Please remember to like and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Join us on Instagram or Facebook to continue this conversation at The Humanize Podcast. Let us know if you want to learn more about the professional trainings we offer. And of course, tune in next time as we continue the work. Thank you and much love.